our series called Refocus. Any, who can tell me what we talked about last week? The importance of what? Scripture. scripture. I heard someone like, I don't know if it's scripture or not. Yeah, the importance of scripture, right? So we talked about why scripture should be a priority in our life, right? And we, we're talking about this whole series, right? Coming out of summer where you're just going on vacations, having fun, right? Maybe you've lost focus of your relationship with God. And so as we come into a new school year, we want to make sure that we're fully focused on our uh, relationship with God and that we're prioritizing that in our life. And so throughout the month of August, we're talking about three things that you can do practically to refocus your life on God, right? And the first thing was the importance of scripture. And tonight, uh, we're going to kind of take another step forward, and it'll make sense why we've got these awesome people up here. Come on, give it up for them one more time. Come on, come on. We are talking about the importance of worship tonight. Uh, we're going to talk all about why worship should be a priority in your life, not just when you come to church and sing, but every day, every moment of your life. And so we're going to spend some time just talking with them. Uh, I wanted to read uh, two scriptures for us real quick. One of them's on your notes. The other one, I would encourage you just to write down so you can go back and read later. The first one is Psalm 100, 1 through 5. Listen to what it says. So shout with joy to the Lord, all the earth. Circle this word, worship the Lord with gladness. Come before him singing with joy. Acknowledge that the Lord is God. He made us and we are his. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving. Go into his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. For the Lord is good. His unfailing love continues forever and his faithfulness continues to each generation. So this psalm, right, it's telling us why we worship, right? We worship to give God praise. I want to read you another scripture from the book of Romans in the New Testament. Romans 12, 1 through 2. Here's what it says. Follow along with me. And so, dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you to give your bodies to God because of all he has done for you. Let them be a living and holy sacrifice, the kind that he will find acceptable. This is truly the way to worship him. Don't copy the behavior and the customs of the world. Circle those words in red right there. Behavior, customs, and world. Guys, what, is being, what Paul is saying here is as we live our lives, right, our lives should reflect God, not the behavior and the ways of culture in the world. But like God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. So guys... The, the, the scripture in Psalms talks about how we, we worship God and give him praise. And that one really touched on worshiping through song. But guys, this, this passage in Romans is talking about how we live a life of worship every day. Uh, and some of y'all may have questions about worship. And so we want to give you an opportunity to ask those questions that you have. Uh, so while we kind of start out this little Q&A, if you have a phone, you can text that number right there. And it'll come directly to me. It's not my cell phone number, just so you know. It's a little Google Voice number. But text that number. In, and listen, it's got to be about worship, right? Not, hey, is my pet iguana going to go to heaven when it dies, right? Uh, we're not talking about your iguana right now, okay? We're talking about worship. So any questions you have about worship, send them to us, and we'll try to work those in. All right. Mark, Alara, Maria. You ready? All right, let's, let's dive in. All right, so y'all are worship leaders, obviously. You've, you've dedicated your lives to worship and leading others in worship. 
to talk about. So obviously there had to be a start to that, that kind of lit that flame, lit that passion. So what role has worship played in your life that kind of lit that fire for you? That's exactly how this she's, is going to go. She's sending it right to you, Mark. She's like, um, you're the worship pastor. You can, I'll, you can kick it off. I'm thrilled to go. What's up, guys? Hey, what's up? What's up? Before I answer that, you know me. I'm the hype guy. we got to do some shout-outs. So give a big, big, big round of applause for all your leaders in the room. Okay? That's right. That is right. The ones who love you, the ones that are here every Wednesday night. That's right. All right? For, your, for your, your middle school pastor, Mr. Nathan over here. Come on, give it up for him. And I got one, I got one more for you because you may not realize this, but these two gals on my right, on your left, they are probably terrified right now because here's why. They sing for a living. They don't speak for a living. All right, so let's tell them how thankful we are for them. Hey, but God's got a message coming straight from them. Here we go. But they're going to yeah. share some things from their hearts, and it's going to be awesome. I'll, I'll, I'll set us off here real quick. What was the question? So what role <laughs> Yeah, right? What, what role has worship played in your life that kind of started that passion for you to even dedicate your life to it? I, I can't. I hope this doesn't come across like I'm, like I'm overstating something, like I'm sensationalizing this. But I can honestly tell you that worship saved my life. So I'll tell you, when I was, when I was uh, probably about 14, um, I had given my life to Christ a couple years earlier, but I can remember really struggling in my walk with God because I, didn't, I hadn't really learned yet, to be honest with you guys, how to, how to study my Bible. I just hadn't learned that yet. I hadn't learned how to pray. I didn't, prayer was weird to me. Like, I, who am I talking to again? Like, it was just, anybody ever feel like that? Like, so it just felt strange for me as a young guy, as a 14-year-old. But how God got a hold of my heart was through worship, through music. Um, I won't even tell you some of the bands I listened to back then because you <laughs> won't know who they are. Um, but I can just tell you that my, my, my dad was the first person to take me to a Christian bookstore. Do those still exist? Yeah. No? Yeah. It's Do like they? all online now. It's Amazon. online. Everything's online. Okay. What's that? You got to give it the times. I know. I'm so sorry. I'll never give it the times. But I grew up in Wichita, Kansas. We had this, this Christian bookstore. It was called the Better Book Room. Isn't that cute? And my dad took me there one day, and he was like, hey, here's the, here's the, the cassette tape section. Like, I want you to, anybody know what a cassette tape is? Raise your hand. Don't lie to me, though. Don't lie. Don't just make me feel good. You do know what a cassette, okay. So Have any of you actually used a cassette tape? That's, I cannot believe that. Okay. I, that's amazing. I'm proud of you guys. So I had a little jam box, and it had a cassette tape player. My dad takes me as a 14-year-old to the Christian bookstore. He says, son, just pick out, just pick out anything in here that you want to listen to. So I just picked out, you know, it was a group called Petra, and um, it wasn't exactly worship music per se. It was more like kind of like Christian rock jams, um, but it was all about God. And I can tell you, for me, that that was huge, guys. And and I, I won't say a whole lot more, but I can just tell you that at a you know as a middle schooler, not really knowing how to pray yet, not really knowing how to study my Bible, 
I connected with God on a heart level through music and learning to basically like sing about him and then eventually sing to him. And uh, I'm just so grateful for that. So I just hope that encourages you that you may have seasons of your life that are, that are similar to that where, where, you know, if we call those three things the spiritual disciplines, right, prayer, worship, and, and reading our Bible, you may go through a season where some of them you don't feel like you're great at or you don't, maybe you don't even feel like you want to do that, but God can use yeah. music to capture yeah. your heart and to connect you with him. I know he did for me. I guess I'll piggyback off of that a little bit. Um, so with the whole worship and prayer thing, I was awful at praying when I was in middle school and beginning of high school. I didn't know how to do any of that. I didn't know what exactly to say. And in the Bible, a lot of times uh, prayer is seen, seen as this very like reverent thing. And you have to, you know, you have to get on your knees and put your hands together, get by your bed and like pray every night and stuff. Pray before each meal. Yep. <laughs> But uh, it's it's not always like that. Um, prayer, you can be in, in your car on the side of the road, or you can be in school and something is just on your mind, and you can just, now we can just pray to God whenever. But a huge part of worship for me was um, that was my way of praying. Uh, in the Psalms, David sang, and he prayed, and he yeah. cried, and it's, he went through all of those sort of emotions and and. Everything was a cry out to God. Everything was a prayer. So worship is like kind of this different language that we could use to like pray to God. And that was that was how I prayed for the longest time because I didn't know what else to say. I didn't know how to put my own words together. Um, so I just used worship and music as the reflection of like what I felt in my heart or whatever I was going through. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, that's, that's basically it. Just that's piggybacking awesome. off of what you said. <laughs> yeah, um... For me, I grew up with a family that um, worshipped in church um, and just on stage wherever they were at. But um, I started worshipping um, on stage with my dad. Um, he used to lead worship back when I was like five, six years old. And then I started leading worship when I was 11 and 12 years old at a Crossroads Community Church in Parker. You, you guys probably pass it when you drive by. Um, but I started then and just completely fell in love with um, growing in my relationship with God, worshiping, and um, just singing over what he was doing in my life and growing through that. And that was really big for me. And then seeing my grandma lead worship on stage in Nebraska. Um, but God has really changed my life through worship growing up like that. That's awesome. And it's so clear that like the way that y'all lead worship, that God has given you this passion. Uh, but maybe a, a good just question to ask up front is, what is worship, right? Like, is, is it just singing songs? Is it, does it go beyond that? Because I feel like for even a lot of middle schoolers, right, I can remember growing up going, man, what, what is worship, right? We talk about it as if it's this thing that goes beyond just singing songs on stage or in church on Sundays or Wednesdays. So what would you say that worship is? I'd say for me, kind of like what I said before, yeah. it was for the longest time the only way that I could connect with God. Mm. Um, it was the only way that I felt God. Um, and I would go to, go to church. I would go to youth group on Wednesdays and I would listen to the message and stuff. And I would, I was listening, I would hear it and I would put those things into practice in my life throughout the week. But it, uh, sometimes it never really felt like it was, it was like in my heart, you know, um, like it, it didn't 
that did, something wasn't connecting there. Um, and then when I started on the worship team, when I was in middle school, I was 11 years old, um, and I started singing and, and stuff, I something just clicked of like, I feel God now. Like I can feel his presence in the room. I know he's with me. Um, what was the question? <laughs> yeah, what, what is worship? Well, what do you think worship is? What does it look like for you? I think it was just a, a way to connect with God. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and it's, and it's not just singing. I know for, for some of you guys, if you, if you lift a hand and sway around a little bit, like you can kind of close your eyes and get in the moment a little bit. Yeah. For some of you, it's, it's not singing at all. And it's just listening and let the music kind of pour over you. Yeah. Um, it's, it's just another way to feel God's presence and feel how close he is and feel how there he is for yeah. you. And, and it's, it was just another way for me to really take in that truth of like, he is there with me. He's not going to forsake me. He's not going to leave me. And yeah, I don't know. So, <laughs> so maybe a, a question off of that, because I like what you said, that worship is a response to God. Right. And, and I know like, I'm not a singer. I don't, I don't sound like y'all. Right. So you do. like, <laughs> Yeah, look, y'all are y'all are great singers, right? Y'all are better than ninety nine percent of us in the room. But uh, do I have to be good at worshiping or know what I'm doing or no. good at singing, like, no. Or, no. or how can I just jump in and like start worshiping, right? Because it is a response to God, right? It's why we we sing before and after the message, right? We we sing before the message to prepare our hearts to hear from God, and we sing after the message to respond to God. Right. So so how do I just jump in and start worshiping? Right. <laughs> I'll tell you a story. My uh, so my pastor, my youth pastor growing up, um, this man cannot hold a tune to save his life. <laughs> I promise you he's tone deaf. He cannot sing. But that doesn't stop him from screaming these songs at the top of his lungs. Um, every time I still go back to my old church, whenever the worship goes on, he will stand up out of his chair, go to the back room and just just be back there yelling okay so with his hands up and everything like that I love it. I'd honestly say the way to get into it is just yeah. do it I'm up here I probably look like the dumbest person in the room <laughs> to you guys but that's okay because that gives you guys the opportunity to maybe do something that you're uncomfortable with like mm. lifting your hand or maybe singing a little bit louder um but no you don't have to be good at worship you don't have to be able to sing well or play an instrument or anything like that to be able to worship um, and like I said, for a lot of people, it's just standing there and kind of letting it just wash over them because that's what we're doing up here is for you guys to help you feel Good. the presence of God, you know? I, you, I'm talking a lot. You say something. I know the, the girl that's Guys, is she doing good or what up here? <laughs> I mean, come on. Come on. She came in saying she wasn't going to talk at all. Look at her. She's rocking it. I don't know, man. Yeah, I would say worship. the questions. <laughs> um, I would say worship is so much more than music. You know, like for me, like I'll just be in my car or I'll be at work, mm -hmm. and some coworkers will come up to me and be like, "I need some prayer for something," or "I'm going through this," and um, I'll either take that moment to try to pray for them in person, or I'll pray for them on the way home and just kind of thank God for them, whatever role yeah. they play in my life, and. Um, just kind of praise him in that way and for whatever circumstances I'm in, whether it's financial, um, whether it's with family, and I'll just kind of take that to heart and um, just pray for those people and for those things and be grateful. Yeah, so maybe that, that's a good question, right? So you're saying the, the worship for you goes beyond just singing in church. So how do you live? So y'all lead worship on Sundays, but when you go out from the church, 
how do you continue to live just a life of worship, right? How does worship go beyond just singing songs in church? Um, it's a good question, Nathan. I, I see it kind of like this. So, you know, when we first came up here and sat down and Nathan introduced us to you, he, he described us as worship leaders, right? But what, what we are first is just children of God. And then what we are before we became children of God was human beings. And, and worship to me, um, worship to me is just as a human being that at, at 12 years old in my life, my journey with the Lord started when I, when I, I just realized that I needed Jesus. I was just a human being, just like, just like you guys, right? How, how old are you? Right there. Right there. How old are you? AJ. How AJ, old are you? AJ. Okay, so dude, I was basically almost your age, and I'm sitting in the bedroom of my grandparents' house in Southern California, and I realize I don't, I don't have a relationship with God. I need Jesus. And then after that, I, I realized, okay, I, I'm, I'm a child of God now after I prayed and asked the Lord to really just take over my life. Lord and my Savior and forgive me of my sins. So now I was a child of God, okay, um, who again, remember, didn't know how to read his Bible yet, didn't know how to pray yet, but God gave me this gift of music as just this one little vehicle that as a 14-year-old, I could use music as a way, like Maria said, to express my, my affection to God. And so I would describe worship as just being recognition and response. Mm. And it can happen at any age, Thir 13, 14, 25, 50, recognizing who God is, recognizing that he is, he is the infinite, unimaginable creator of this universe. The Bible describes him as the alpha and the omega, the beginning and the end, meaning literally he is infinitely wonderful, powerful, majestic. He holds the gigantic world that we see in, in his hand. That is how the Bible describes our God. So recognizing that he's awesome. I'm not. You, you feel me on that one? God is awesome. We're not awesome. He is. Yeah. Then recognizing that, man, he loves us. He lo like, say that to yourself even. You don't have to say it out loud, but to yourself right now. Man, God loves me. That recognition then should, I think, most of the time, should cause us to respond in some way. And that response can be all the things that these gals listed, prayerful moments, singing moments, the stuff that you guys did tonight, the dancing, the jumping, the clapping, the shouting, the singing. It doesn't have to be that, but yeah, it certainly can be. Worship doesn't have to be just music either. It can happen anytime, anywhere. You being able to worship God doesn't have to be through you singing. It could be you doing a piece of art and say, here, God, I did this like yeah. because you like blessed me with it and or the talent or you worshiping God can be like helping somebody else because God put that on your heart. That can be worship and that can yeah. be like praise and gratitude and so it's not just through 
music and singing. No doubt, no doubt. And we want you to know that. I don't know if you guys were here Sunday morning, but we, we sat in a room with adults ages 20 to 80, okay, on our Sunday morning service. And we literally actually told them this last Sunday, hey, guess what? You don't even have to know how to sing to worship. That, that was a room full of people who'd been believers for some of them for 50 years. And like, it got a good laugh and some people were like, thank goodness. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> but it was, it's the same message, right, yeah. Nathan, that 100%. we're bringing tonight, that if it starts in here, okay, this, this would be the one thing that if you hear anything that I, that I say tonight, if it starts in here, in, in your heart, something real that you feel towards God, and then it, and then it comes out physically in, in a song, in, in clapping, in dancing, in praying, yeah. in, in drawing a picture, in, in anything, in, in loving a classmate, in, in being kind to, to somebody at school. It, whatever way it comes out, if it started in here from a place of, of loving God and wanting to please God, it's worship. Yeah. Did, you, did, you, did you catch that? It's just got to start here. It's got to be authentic. Yeah. That's it. And I think that's, I mean, kind of underscores the whole reason of why worship really is so important because it's not about us, right? Worship is important because it's about giving honor and glory to God. I always view it as like, I'm going to respect God by giving him praise, right? Because I realize that he is God. He is the alpha and the omega, right? He is the king of kings and the Lord of lords, right? And so, you know, for, for some of you, you may not, feel comfortable worshiping. You may not understand what worship is. You may feel just daring, you know, worship the best thing to do is just talk to your friends, right? And let's be honest, there's some of you that do that, right? You, you talking, you're goofing off your worship, and I get it. Uh, I think it comes from a place of not knowing why we worship, right? But I would just challenge you like, hey, wh- even if you don't know how to worship or why to worship, I would just stand there and, and just think about who God is. Think about who God is in your life. Think about what he's done in your life, the way he, like Mark's saying, the way that he loves you, right? The way that he's forgiven you and just say thank you, right? Just allow yourself to, to enter the presence of God and just be respectful because that's what I, that's how I view worship, right? It's just me giving respect and honor to God. So let, let me ask you this. So I'm, let, let's say I'm a, a middle schooler at home. I'm listening to Spotify or Apple Music and I'm trying to find a worship song. How do I know what a worship song really is? Like, what, it, what makes a worship song a worship song? How do I differentiate or determine, hey, this is a worship song versus this is Tupac rapping, right? Like, what's the difference, right? Because there's Christian rap, right? But what makes a, a worship song a worship song? It's about the beats, right? It's thumping. <laughs> it's got to be worship rock. <laughs> It's a good one. That one's texted that in. That's a really good one. Good Hang one on. I, can, I know our wheels are turning here because we could. We're, we might be thinking the same thing. You I go. You go. I don't want to go first. I'll go. You go. Real fast. You I, go. I, I think this is a fascinating question to me because the the obvious answer would would be if if it does turn my attention like mm. onto God. Mm. So that that I think that would be the obvious answer. But then the cool thing is, is that doesn't necessarily have to be a Christian song. Yes, that's exactly what I was going to say. <laughs> I was going to say, now I might get in trouble with parents here. But I'm just saying, I've just learned over my life because 
because music and art is beautiful. It, it doesn't have to be classified as secularized or Christian. Just music and art is beautiful because yeah. our God is a beautiful artist. Who agrees yeah. with that? Yeah. Right? Okay. Well, what, there's probably it, country songs that would be considered, you know, oh that man, would point I could you to worship God. to some country hey, all day on. long, even, man. And, well, and even if they didn't say God or praise or all the yeah. Christian kind of buzzwords in, in songs, even if they don't say that, maybe the person who wrote that song is a Christian, mm -hmm. but, you know, that gets into the music world and stuff like sure. that and now, um, who it who it reaches, but... Uh, yeah, I, I honestly completely agree with that. That's exactly what I was going to say. Now, would it be safe to say if it's like going bleep, 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 no, every word quite. like an expletive, like a cuss word, like that's probably not going to point you to God, right? No, no. Okay. But if, like, like it, doesn't, about, it like, doesn't have to be in that like Christian right. genre. Right. Or it doesn't right. have, to it, have to be it, playing on K-Love if right. it's if it like, right. yeah. So if you, it's you talking about very, topics, very well. uh, hey, I, like, I don't have to tell you the topics. Well, yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Right, if it's like a culture song talking about like things that you shouldn't be doing, it's probably not pointing you to God, right? But how could you tell? I, I guess you could go back to the scripture, right? And if it points to God, right? Th if it agrees with how the Bible says we should be living. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that you, you do make a great point. And if we're all in this journey together, doesn't matter if you're 12, 13, 46, however old you are. We're, we're all trying to take our next step with Jesus, right, guys? Yes. Say, uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah, we, we are. We are. We're all in that together. And if we are trying to take that next step towards becoming more like Christ, then I think Nathan makes a really, really valid point that we do we do have to be careful yeah. sometimes about what we ingest, mm. right? What we ingest. And, and I have learned in my life that I feel like I draw closer to the Lord when I listen to music um, that that is rooted in his word. Work songs that clearly found their inspiration from, from the Bible, from God's word. And so many of the worship songs, if, well, honestly, if not all of them, all the worship songs that we bring to you guys on Wednesday mm -hmm. nights, to the high school students on Sunday nights, and to the adult services on Sunday we, we pray over them, and we confidently believe that they were written from Scripture, inspired by God's Word. So that's good. Yeah, and, and like I can even remember when I was in college, uh, I was listening to like all sorts of different music, country, rap, all sorts of different things. And I noticed pretty quick that I developed a problem with cussing, right? Like I just, the words coming out of my mouth were not good. Uh, and I realized that a lot of what was fueling that was the music I was listening to. And I noticed, like, I made the switch. I was like, okay, like, I was in a season of my life coming out of college where I was like, Christian music only, right? Like, when I go on Spotify and I search Christian playlists, like, today's top Christian hits, I was like, that's all I'm going to listen to. And I noticed, like, it changed the habit over time uh, it, to where then I could work back in some country. But, you know, it's like, you got to be careful. Uh, Alara and Maria, y'all are a little bit closer to their age. Uh, so real quick, just one last, like, question for y'all. Hey. He knows it. Okay. All right. Uh, so a as a teenager, right, as a middle schooler, obviously there's going to be a temptation to go listen to the music that's popular, right, to, to, to stay popular, stay current with the times, whatever you want to call it. How do you choose to maybe set aside the popular trend of listening to this music 
and choose to worship and, and listen to music that's going to point you to God? Like, how, how do you, maybe you have to make that choice. So how would you suggest they kind of make that decision? Honestly, because it feels good. It, mm. it fills my heart so much more than, like, you know, more than the, like, the things of this world and, and stuff like that. You know, it, it sometimes it can feel kind of yucky and just like, oh, maybe I, you get that kind of conviction and maybe I shouldn't be doing this or, you know, when you're kind of doing something wrong or you, you feel that. And it feels so much better to be able to listen to, to music that's fulfilling and that makes you yeah. feel good and, and honestly to, to be able to worship, even if it's not labeled as a, Christian genre pop song or whatever. There are some um, songs that I have that are just like instrumentals that it's it's really beautiful to me, and I can just sit there and listen to it, and I can pray while I'm listening to it, and it just brings me closer into the presence of God, you know. Mm. Um, yeah, it just feels better to me, yeah. honestly. Yeah. <laughs> so how do you maybe make that decision, right? Obviously, it makes you feel better. How how would you make that decision? Yeah, like for me in middle school and high school, I had friends, you know, and I'd be in the car with them getting to school and they were listening to very secular music mm. with a lot of cuss words and I just felt like super uncomfortable with them. Mm. And I made the choice to even change like some friend groups or just mm. what I listened to with them or on my own. Um, and that kind of changed how I talked to people, how I thought of myself and others and kind of my worth and... Um, yeah, that changed a lot for me and, yeah. like, what friend groups I had. Yeah. And, and yeah. what I hear you both saying is, like, ultimately it comes down to you being intentional to actually do it, right? Like, there, there's a part that we play. Like, you you have to choose it, right? Like, the, the tip to, like, you know, the, the secret sauce of how to choose worship music and, and music that's going to point you to God over, you know, the popular trendy songs is you. It's you. It's you saying, hey, like, God is a big enough priority in my life, right? We talked last week with the importance of Scripture. Like, oh, why should we read Scripture? Ultimately, because it's God's Word, right? And God should be a big enough priority in our life that we want to read Scripture because it's going to bring us closer to Him. Same thing with worship, guys. Like, God should be a big enough priority in your life to where you say, hey, what I listen to, what I allow to influence me matters. And, and God is a big enough priority in my life to where I'm going to choose music and, and choose to live a lifestyle that's going to point to God, right? That's going to honor and glorify him, right? Romans 12, right? We read that scripture, right? Do not conform to the, to the ways of this world, to the behaviors of this world. Guys, your behavior should be honoring and glorifying to God. Uh, and maybe for you tonight, just as we wrap up, maybe that's what you need to write on your connect card. Maybe that's the prayer request for you and God. Right, is God, give me the strength and the courage to choose you over culture. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe it's, hey, God, the, the music, when I'm listening to music, help me to choose you. Or as I'm living my life, God, help me to live a life that brings honor and glory to you. Because that's worship. Right, that's what they're saying here. Right, it is as we live our lives, as we sing songs, but as we live our lives, right, we worship God by the way that we point to him. We, we do everything to bring him honor and glory. So maybe tonight that's your prayer, is God, give me the strength, give me the courage, help me to live a life of worship. And, and maybe your prayer is, God, help me to worship, help me to begin worshiping. God, I, maybe you've never felt like you've truly worshiped before. God, 
light that flame in my heart to worship you and just teach me what worship truly is. Teach me what it truly means to worship you. Guys, can we give it up for, for them? Thank you, guys. So thankful for y'all. Hey, really, really, I, we, we say it, you know, all the time, but we, we really do just appreciate the way that y'all lead this church, the way that you lead these students in worship, the hearts that you have for leading others in worship, ultimately so that we can come before God and, and place our hearts in a way that help us hear from God each and every week. So, guys, we're so thankful for y'all. Thank you. So thankful. <laughs> Students, let, let's pray real quick, and then we'll transition to small groups. Heavenly Father, uh, we're just so thankful for this evening. I'm so thankful for Mark and Alara and Maria. Lord, I'm so thankful for the callings that you've placed on their lives, Lord, to lead others in worship. I'm so thankful for the ways that you work in their lives personally, but the way that you work through their lives to impact the lives of others, to help others take their next steps with Christ. And so, Lord, tonight I pray that the, the words that they have spoken tonight, Lord, that they would impact the hearts and lives of these students. Lord, that these students would begin to um, understand why worship is important, but also begin searching and, and asking, how can I live a life of worship? So, God, that's my prayer for me. That's my prayer for all of us is that as we walk through each day, Lord, that we would give you honor and glory. Lord, that our lives would be lives of worship. Lord, that in everything we do, that we would seek you and point to you. That when others see our lives, they would notice the difference. That they would see something different and go, man, what is it? And that then we could live a life of worship and point them to you. So God, I'm so thankful for these students, the love that you have for them. Just pray as we go to small groups tonight, Lord, that you continue to speak to us and challenge us and meet us where we're at. In your name we pray. Amen.